This is Fantasy Football Picks and Bets on Mayo Media Network, presented by Prize Picks. Use code MMN at prizepicks.com and get yourself a match deposit of up to $100. Hit the link down in the description. Make it easy on yourself, okay? Apologize for no My Handsome Visage on video today, but uh, as you can see on the video version, I had a leak in my studio, and everything is kind of shut down at the moment outside of my microphone. So, bringing the show to you. If you're here for the waiver wire, hit the time code, and you can jump right to the injury report by position. If not, stick around for Monday Night Football, of course. You can always find the waiver wire pickup power rankings column down in the description as well. Let's get right to it and check out what's going on on Prize Picks for Monday Night Football. We have the Commandos at the Philadelphia Eagles. You can see the Heineke and Hertz lines right now. What I want to do is jump over to runthesims.com and check out the projections because overtime submarined all of my prize picks in that stupid Dallas and Green Bay game. Dallas up by 14 in the fourth quarter. Dak way under his number. Everything's looking great until it wasn't, and it goes to overtime. He eclipses his passing yard number. Dak Prescott, that is, and completely submarines on my prize picks. So two bad weeks in a row. Monday nights have not been kind to me anyway, so... Hopefully I can figure out something. Hopefully Run the Sims can help me out on this. This is the DIY simulator under NFL, by the way, if you ever want to check it out. You have all of the slates, all of the single games, which you can completely customize if you like. We have Washington and Philadelphia, and you can check out the inputs of all of the players coming into the game. It does appear like Jahan Dotson is going to be back in this game. We have him splitting with Cam Sims, Cam the Sims, at the moment, but I, as closer we get to kickoff, I think the more that's going to sway in favor of Jahan. Jahan Dotson. So we're going to take the 11-point spread, and we're going to run all of the simulations on this contest, and hopefully the projections can find me something I like. Uh, so this is what we're looking at for DraftKings optimal results for the night. Obviously, Jalen Hurts comes in number one, Antonio Gibson number two. I'm curious about this Antonio Gibson one. What are we seeing here from Antonio Gibson? We have met a 40% share of the rushes, 43% for Brian Robinson, but are almost 16 to 17% of the receiving share for Antonio Gibson with only 5% to Brian Robinson. That tracks with J.D. McKissick out from what we've been seeing normally. So let's go take a look at the projections and see what we got. The highest scoring players in the game, Hertz 24 points, A.J. Brown 16 on the dot, Heineke just over 14 with 220 yards passing. Hell, if we just go back to prize picks, we could just go over Heineke 208.5, less than 242. 2.5 Jalen Hurts and maybe we got a stew going on that one the fantasy points and projections would actually bear those out so oh, 17 17 completions on 27 attempts for Jalen Hurts I wonder what we have at as past completions 19 and a half what do we have him for 17 and a half that's two under it's a pretty good number as well as we try to parse through these Miles Sanders the fourth highest scoring player in the game projected 15 carries and 82 yards and you know, one for eight in the passing game Gibson is the big difference though so Gibson we have projected almost 14 fantasy points 43 yards on the ground and 30 29 through the air on four catches now obviously 13.7 is a pretty lofty projection mainly because of DraftKings scoring and prize picks scoring the full point PPR. So I'm guessing if we take a look at the prize picks tool on runthesims.com, which you can get when you have a membership, runthesims.com slash mayo to get yourself a discount on that. I'm guessing Gibson's going to be number one in the prize picks. Yep, there he is. Uh, Over 10 fantasy points. We have him to beat that by four. That wins 70% of the time. So that's what I can get behind. Uh, Scoring McLaurin, 
under 13 fantasy points. Okay, Quez Watkins under 12 and a half receiving yards. I don't know if I like that one because Quez catches one, then you know it's curtains for the prize picks card, which yeah would be par for the course at this time. Uh, Jalen Hurts pass completions under the 19 and a half. Sought that one out. Jalen Hurts under 242 passing yards, 62% of the time. Although Washington has one of the better run defenses in football, although it doesn't really seem to matter to the Philadelphia Eagles as they're kind of able to run all over everyone. What do we got here? Miles Sanders under touchdowns in this game. I actually like that one. Miles Sanders under touchdowns. I can't wait for this one to come back and bite me. So we'll play Antonio Gibson more than fantasy points. Let's see here. Where's fantasy points? Fantasy score. Antonio Gibson more than 10. And we're going to go anytime touchdown. Miles Sanders less than 0.5 touchdowns. No score for him. 100 bucks pays 300 bucks, And hopefully we can get back to our winning ways after getting kicked in the nuts a few times in prize picks. But these are the ebbs and flows of the season. And you just kind of have to get used to them. Let's jump over to the running back injuries from week number 10. Again, you can always find all of these reports in, I'll update them in real time once stuff comes out. Uh, in the Mayo Media Newsletter, you can subscribe for free down in the pres- subscribe the prescription. The prescription is hit the description and join the Mayo Media Newsletter. We did the Week Ten recap. John has his DFS picks already out for Monday Night Football. Highly recommend that you go check that out. That's all up on Mayo Media Network right now. Smash the like and subscribe to the channel while you're here. At the same time, I got my takeaways thread on Twitter. Routes per dropback, receiver, red zone targets, everything like that. So at the PME on Twitter. So we'll get to the running back injury report. Khalil Herbert, no word yet on how long he and or Leonard Fournette could be out for. Fournette's on bye this week, coming back from Munchkin, or Munich, as some may call it. And, you know, Richard White's already been playing a ton of snaps anyway. I think they'll try to ease Fournette back in a little bit now that they've created some space in the NFC South. But Fournette's going to be back. Don't just pretend like he's a non-factor at this point, because we know playoff Lenny will return at some point, especially with the Bucks looking like they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, and again, they're on bye this week, so we could just return in week 12 and you know, no harm, no foul. But we'll see how that plays out. Zeke didn't play. Deion Jackson didn't play. Mark Ingram didn't play. Gus Edwards is on a bye this week. He's questionable to return in week number 11. Same as J.K. Dobbins. I don't think that he'll be back in time, but we'll see. J.D. McKissick out from Monday Night Football. Those are the main injuries at running back that we've seen. So we can jump on over to the running back snap shares. One game under Jeff Saturday, or Samdi, as they would say en français. Jonathan Taylor's playing 97% of the snaps all of a sudden. So that, when you drafted him first overall or second overall or whatever it was, this is what you were expecting That is great news. That is great news moving forward for Jonathan Taylor, especially if they can continue to win and or keep some of these games very close. Maybe not in the cards against Philadelphia, although it's going to be a short week for Philadelphia this time around, so maybe he can continue to play 80-85%, and he's back up there. James Conner, back from injury, boom. All of a sudden, week two, 95% of the snaps. You take Kyler out of the game. They don't want Eno Benjamin in there. They want James Conner in there. Translated well. Tony Pollard, 86% of the snaps without Zeke around. Other than that, it's about what you would expect. Uh, The biggest one, obviously, Christian McCaffrey, only 64% of the snaps. Eli Mitchell, 35% of the snaps. Eli's getting touches near the goal line. He's closing out the game. Why the hell did you trade for Christian McCaffrey in the first place if you just wanted to use Elijah Mitchell this entire time? Makes no sense to me whatsoever. Here's an interesting one. Donta Foreman 
67% of the snaps. Chuba Hubbard, 18% of the snaps, or 19% of the snaps. They're huge underdogs this week at Baltimore. I believe it's 12 and a half points. And uh, as we are actually recording this, PJ Walker has been ruled out for that game. So we're getting Faker Mayfield back under center for the Carolina Panthers. So what we're looking at now is a situation where they're massive underdogs. We haven't seen this role change. And I'll talk about this more on Tuesday's show with Jake Seeley about the roles in Carolina's backfield. We've seen them in passing situations, and when they're losing, Foreman isn't on the field. He is there when it's a close game, in a run script, and when they're up. And he will come in near the goal line granted, if they do want to run the ball. But I could see Hubbard being more valuable than Foreman here at far less upside, obviously, mainly because he just has low touchdown equity versus Dante Foreman. Now, maybe Foreman can run all over Baltimore and keep them in that game. That would be the case for him. But be very wary of this situation in week number 11 in a massive dog script for the Carolina Panthers. Beyond that, nothing really a doing. If we look down at the very bottom of the list, you can see like the Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift split is 40 to 30. DeAndre Swift kind of sucks at this point. I don't know whether he's hurt or they legitimately think he's no good, but that's where we're at. Chase Edmonds didn't do much for the Broncos in his first start. Melvin Gordon played over 50% of the snaps. Then it was Latavius Murray. We got a 50-34 split for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They had to go five wide a lot when they're down 30 points. Not something that's very likely. I mean, they are playing the Bills this week, but that circumstance doesn't really rear its head all that often for the Browns. You got Henderson playing over Kieran Williams in his first start, 26% of the snaps. So that's Good news for him. Got his first career touch in the game. Uh, and Henderson scored the touchdown, but it seems like Cam Akers has been pressed back to the side. I still like Kieran Williams as a pickup long-term. Maybe you can squeeze some value out of him come playoff time, week 14, 15, 16, or not. It's basically a free pickup at this point. The Najee-Harris split, 60 to 43% between Harris and Warren. Warren looked better in that game, in my opinion at least. He just looked more explosive getting to the edge and picking up a whole bunch of short first downs for the Steelers. So expect more Warren, not from something about Mary, just regular old Jalen Warren on the Pittsburgh Steelers is where you want to look at. And then Algier played more than Cordell or Patterson. I don't know what the hell is going on in Atlanta. Basically, just a stay away. It's a, essentially a four-pronged rushing attack at this point. You have Algier playing 48% of the snaps, Patterson 36, Huntley was just behind, and you have Mariota running the ball. That's not great. The other thing to, one last thing to look at, you have Saquon playing 80%, Matt Breda playing 21%. If anything was to happen to Saquon, I don't know if Breda would necessarily be quote-unquote good for your fantasy team but he would get plenty of opportunities and as you can see when it comes to the top fantasy scores of the week they're generally the guys who are on the field up here so keep that in mind going forward for the actual pickups this week you can find everything on dknation.com as always hit click the link down in the description i'll update these whenever news ends up coming out i have rashad white at number one gus bus edwards Number two, Jalen Warren, Alexander Madison, Isaiah Pacheco, James Cook, Kenyon Drake, Matt Breda, Chase Edmonds, and Kieran Williams to round out the top ten. Here's the deal. Quote Joe Biden. Probably not a great quote, but uh, here's the deal. All right. Jalen Warren, I think, Gus Edwards, if you're wondering why Pacheco is at number five here, maybe even that's too high for him. 
James Cook almost at the same time. Pacheco and Cook are guys you can use on a weekly basis. Warren and Madison really aren't. White, you're hoping something is wrong with Leonard Fournette, but you can kind of use him as a back-end flex anyway. Gus Edwards, we just don't know about his health. But Warren and Madison get the nod for me over Pacheco and Cook, because there's nothing that can really happen on the Chiefs and Bills that carves a path to full playing time, full snap share, full first down, second down, third down, goal line work for Pacheco or Cook. If they wanted that, it already happened at this point. But with Warren and Madison, if the starter goes down, that is their job. Kind of in the same boat as Matt Breda at this point. Maybe even Latavius Murray. I don't know, because of Chase Edmonds still being there. They really hold no value on a week-to-week basis. But these are the types of players that you want to stash on your bench now as we get closer to the fantasy playoffs when these players can become ultra valuable in a one-week sample, especially if, let's say, your opponent owns Dalvin Cook. It's not necessarily that you have to play Alexander Madison. It's they can't go pick up Alexander Madison. I hope that makes sense to you. Wide receivers, pickups for the week. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones just continues to eat in that Cleveland offense. Uh, He's number one. Kadarius Toney is number two, especially with Juju now banged up. He made a real impact against the Jags every time he touched the ball. like You felt like something big was going to happen. So Kadarius Toney, number two. Christian Watson, Darius Slayton, who is top 10 this season in yards per route run, which is just insane to think about. Jamison Williams, I'm still holding out hope he comes back this season. He and Odell as stashes number five and number six. Then Wendell Paris Campbell with Matt Ryan back. Campbell and, I mean, Alec Pierce put up a big goose egg against the Raiders, but at least they still now have standalone value with Matt Ryan back. They had zero value with Sam Ellinger at quarterback. Terrace Marshall Jr. at number nine. I had to bump him down because no P.J. Walker. Because Baker might complete like four passes this week. Good news for Baker. Fun times. Bye-bye, DJ Moore. It was fun knowing you for two weeks. I say McKenzie comes in at number 10. To go back to the Jahan Dotson, the injuries. Jahan Dotson in for Monday Night Football. Jerry Judy is expected to miss at least a couple of weeks. I don't have any confirmation yet on Cooper Cup, but it'll look good. And you know, real bad news for my main fantasy team. So I might be in the market for some of these pickups or at least a trade going on right now. Juju exited the game with the concussion. I would not expect him next week. Hardman already misses this game with an abdomen. No idea how serious that is, but he could be out as well. KJ Hamler did not play. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams did not play. Keenan Allen appears like he might be closer to returning next Sunday night against the Chiefs rather than Mike Williams, who's dealing with a high ankle sprain still. Gage goes on by. Reynolds, Lord knows i mean i have back problems they suck and you're a professional athlete and you have back problems even worse i'm imagining so it's gonna be a while until he's healthy i'm guessing they play this week and then they go thursday thanksgiving against buffalo then they have another 10 days off they can rattle off a win this week because they're probably gonna lose the bills regardless that they're still kind of in the mix in the nfc so maybe they'll give reynolds a bit more time no word yet on chase or dubs and hunter renfro was placed on injured reserve with a rib slash hamstring injury. That's always fun news. Uh, at tight end, Gerald Everett left the game with a groin injury. Expect him out for a bit. Same as Zach Ertz. Expected to miss multiple weeks, if not the season. Jelani Woods did not play for the Indianapolis Colts. Darren Waller's on IR. So go pick up Foster Moreau and David Njoku. He, he said he wasn't going to miss any games. Now he's been out three weeks. So he's out until further notice. Put it that way. If he starts practicing... That would be good news. Colt McCoy exited the game, but he came back in, then exited again. He should be good for this week in Mexico City. You don't really care about that. Although the Cardinals offense, highly concentrated with Colt McCoy, both 
DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore accounted for 75% of the team's target share. Great news. And James Conner played 95% of the snaps. There's always value in knowing exactly where the ball is going to go in an offense. No, no confusion there when Colt McCoy is playing. Obviously, Kyler did not play. No word on him for next week. Ditto for Matt Stafford. And again, P.J. Walker out already declared by Steve Wilkes against Baltimore this week for Carolina. So the pickups that I'm looking at at tight end, Foster Moreau, far and away number one. You get at least three more weeks out of him as a starter for the Raiders with Darren Waller out. We might not see Darren Waller again this season. And Foster Moreau doesn't block. He's a receiver. So a lot like Evan Ingram in that sense. So they're one and two. Komet at number three. Juwan Johnson, then they have the rest. Those are the four that you should really concentrate on. I would prioritize Moreau and Ingram. That's tier one, Komet tier two, Juwan Johnson tier three for players available right now. Tough week for streaming at quarterback. Mariota uh, is at home against Chicago. Should be a high-scoring game. Matt Ryan at home against Philly in a catch-up situation. I don't want to play Russell Wilson, but at least he's taking deep shots. Uh, I'd like to know more about Judy or Hamler. If those guys are going to play, that'd be great, but it's a sieve defense for Vegas at the moment. Then Heineke at Houston. Again, Houston, much easier to run on than pass on, but... We'll see how Heineke ends up doing in that situation. Defense streams for the week. Jets at the Patriots. Pittsburgh at home with T.J. Watt returning. We saw what they did in week one against the Bengals. Hopefully they can do it again. Then you have Denver at home against Las Vegas. And then Washington at Houston. And that awful Davis Mills. So that was the week 11 waiver wire. Check out the full rankings on DK Nation. Find that down in the description. Runthesims.com slash mayo to get 10% off. Hit the description for that. You know what? Just hit the description. Tons of stuff down there, including the link to get yourself that match deposit of up to $100 at prizepicks.com by using code MMN. I'm Pat Mayo. Smash the like and sub to the channel. I will see you next time. Yeah!